This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Friday, April 22nd, day of convocation. Thanks for being here. I'm Jerem Jordan, teamed up with the guy who... Always knew Dennis could do it, Jason Shepard. Look, I, you guys have your history. It's well documented. Yes, uh, back from his playing days. I have always been a backer, not a linebacker, but a backer of one Dennis Pitta. Mm-hmm. I have always been in his corner, and I am, uh, I am very happy for him. Uh, we found out yesterday that uh, Dennis, unbeknownst to us, yeah. Finishing up his degree and graduated yesterday. Look at that. Yeah, I, I tweeted this. Nobody said he could do it. Shout out to the haters. Against all odds, he did it. Dennis Pitta graduated today. Congrats to Dennis, to which uh, Cosmo D. Cougar tweeted, would have read this tweet, but I ran out of time. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well, you know, so congrats to Dennis. Yes, congrats to Dennis. And, and, and I think, um, you know, full disclosure on the Dennis thing. We have, we have run out of time for him consistently because he was in class. We wanted to give him the chance to focus on the academia. So, see, finally, people understand there was a method to the madness. Yes. I don't hate Dennis. Okay, well, you know what? Dennis um, is sort of an olive branch, if you will. Okay. Has decided to – he would like you to have this. Uh, This is a signed picture from Dennis Pitta. Of him catching it. Of him catching the touchdown in the Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl. This is when the lights were on. The lights were on at this point. So I would like to hand that to you. That's awesome. Also, I'll probably throw this away. uh, Dennis uh, has sent us a message, and we we would like to run that for all of BYU Sports Nation now. Hey, guys. Yes, the rumors are true. I have finally graduated BYU. I am a proud alumni after nearly 19 years since I entered BYU in 2003. Now, it's been a long, arduous battle, at times extremely lonely, getting to this point. Not many people in my life, virtually no one, believed I would be here, believed I would do it, even believed I could do it, except for one man. That man is Jerem Jordan. He had the courage to get in my face and say, I was good enough, I was smart enough, and I could do it. So today, I thank you, Jerem, for believing in me, for being the only one in my life who thought I could do it, who thought I could graduate. And although we will remain mortal enemies, for today, I thank you. Thank you, Dennis. That was a moment. Like, there are moments... That was a moment in BYU Sports Nation history. There are times in your life that you will always look back on and say, you know what, things were different after that. This is one of those moments. Well, probably for like an hour. Well, again, like he said, but, for today. Yeah. Today, all again, the olive branch, the picture. Yeah. He may take that back tomorrow for all I know. I don't know. I'll, I'll probably throw it away. But, <laughs> like, I saw it. That's good. It's like a card on your birthday. You're just like, hey, thanks. Bye. Oh, but, um, where's the check? No. <laughs> <laughs> was there cash in here? 
No, but congratulations <sighs> to Dennis. That's that's pretty that's cool. That's honestly fantastic. It's, it's something that's extremely difficult to do, which thousands of BYU students do every year, which is graduate from BYU. So congratulations to Dennis. That's yeah, pretty that's, cool. That's really cool. Uh, on a serious note, I am surprised by the reaction to uh, this. You know, the the tweet I send out about him graduating has like 80,000 impressions. People are very excited for Dennis graduating. That's awesome. They should be. This, congratulations. That's really cool. That's and again, cool. like this was, I mean, it's not something that he, you know, was publicly talking about. So when we saw that he was right. on the list, we're like, right. that's actually pretty cool. We didn't know that he was doing that. I kept telling him, hey, you got to do this before Jim McMahon did. Like, hurry up. <laughs> You're getting old. Nice. You gotta, you gotta go. Okay, thanks to Dennis uh, for that video. That's that's pretty awesome. Um, we probably won't keep that in the archive, but it's okay. Here's your show lineup. Tyler Algier joins the show a week out from the NFL draft. Who's showing interest? Where's the best fit for him? We're excited to talk to Tyler Algier, the highest ranked recruit in BYU basketball history. The signee, Colin Chandler's in studio to talk about his mission call to Africa, playing for the USA basketball practice squad, and much more. An immense hoops player exits the transfer portal, returns to BYU. What it means for the program right now. So let's stir up some Friday headlines, shall we? Jeremy, you just mentioned it. Gideon George announced on his social media that he has taken his name out of the transfer portal and will return to BYU basketball next season, saying, quote, finishing what we started in quote. Gideon averaged 8.8 points and five rebounds last year. Now, if you'll remember, Gideon declared for the NBA draft earlier this month. He will have until June 1st to work out with NBA teams and still be able to maintain his eligibility to come back. More coming up on Gideon in the program. Baseball beats San Diego 11-7 in game one of the series on a home season high 14 hits. Nice response by the Cougars against the second place Toreros. Game two tonight, 8 Eastern on BYU TV. Track and field shines on day two of the Robison Invitational. BYU's Dallin Vorkink set a personal best in the decathlon event with a score of 76.04, putting him at number nine all time in program history. The team will compete in 13 different events today, starting at 1 Eastern. Women's golf is in second place at the West Coast Conference Championships in Henderson, Nevada, led by Anik Hutchkovich and Alicia May Mateo, who right now are individually tied for second place. Men's golf will host the 57th annual Ping Cougar Classic today and tomorrow at Riverside Country Club. Cougars looking for their 39th win at the event since it began back in 1963. Nice. Softball starts three-game series at San Diego beginning at 8.30 Eastern time. The Cougars are chasing LMU in the West Coast Conference standing. Men's and women's tennis are in action this weekend. The men are in California for their final two matches against Pacific and St. Mary's, while the women will host Pacific and St. Mary's in Provo. Obviously, due to inclement weather, those matches will be played indoors. Paisley Harding is scheduled to suit up for the Seattle Storm in a preseason WNBA game against the LA Sparks tomorrow at 9 Eastern. Fun conversation yesterday with Paisley. And it's Coog versus Coog this weekend in the NWSL as Michaela Coulihan Clough and Cameron Tucker face each other tomorrow when the Orlando Pride play Gotham FC in the Big Apple. I am vengeance. And third-ranked men's lacrosse hosts the Rocky Mountain Lacrosse Conference Championships this weekend. Good luck. To the men, all rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, Gideon George announces via Instagram that he's coming back with the caption, finishing what we started, which sounds something like Kylo Ren said in The Force Awakens. So, Jason, how does Gideon George returning change the narrative for BYU basketball? 
Look, ultimately, I'm not sure that it does because I think even with all of the the activity and the news surrounding the program over the last little while, it was still about, look, it's a work in progress. Is there's no, Wait to see what happens and what the team looks like in a couple of weeks. It was always a, look, you know, you, you've got guys that are putting their name in the transfer portal so that there are guys moving out. There are obviously guys that are going to be coming in. Right now, we don't know who some of those guys are. So it was always a wait and see type situation for big picture. So in that frame of mind, I, I don't know if it changes much. It's certainly a good thing to be able to have a guy that's been in the system, that's been in this program, uh, to be able to come back. As we mentioned, you know, we gave his stats a little under nine points per game, five rebounds. And and this is a guy that, that you hear the term three and D all the time. That, that's what Gideon is mm -hmm. and certainly has aspirations to play at the next level. You know, that's certainly something that, that he could hang his hat on is being a three and D guy. So having him come back to the program is good because – He's somebody that you're familiar with, and it also gives him an opportunity uh, to continue to hone his skills and probably will have a much um, higher uh, workload, which I'm sure he's all about. So I, overall, it's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. And it helps because, you know, the narrative the last week or two has been tough with people leaving. And you, you, at some point, you, you wonder, hey, what's going on, right? And a lot of people are wondering about that. This is some positive news for BYU basketball that Gideon George is coming back. Like you said, you know, it's not like he was averaging 20 a game or anything, but he's a guy that could average kind of 12 to 15 a game if he kind of takes a, a step up this next year. He, uh, you know, at the end of the season was playing really good ball, right. especially in one of the NIT games where he was just going off in the first half, right? Um, it, was, it was awesome, I think, against uh, Northern Iowa specifically. Gideon's length is awesome. His ability to make threes uh, was really good at the end of the season. Defensively, he's one of the more unique players on the team, typically uh, guarding one of the best players uh, on the opposing team, the, the better wing. Gideon is a nice addition to this team. He's one of four guys that certainly are capable and would-be starters. Granted, he has been one of the most consistent starters on the wing for BYU. So that's good news because you lose four or five starters, you go, oh gosh, it's Foos and nobody else coming back from the start. Well, now it's Gideon George and Foos which is great. Obviously, we love Gideon's personality as well. All the shoes that he's donated, the kind of person that he is, it adds to the character of this team. So hopefully, Gideon is one of several pieces returning that are uh, familiar but also new that come in and contribute to a team that is competitive. What that means, I don't know, because I've said I would rather BYU be good, and if they don't make the turning, that's okay. But if they're prepared for the Big 12, I would rather have that than any kind of temporary success next year because I don't want BYU to go into the Big 12 unprepared and just get blown out of the water. What I would like to BYU to do is be ready to be about 500 in league, good in non-con, and an at-large type of team because it'll be th – this is a crazy thing I'm about to say. It's actually going to be easier to make the tourney in the Big 12 than it was in the WCC. WCC, you don't have a lot of room for error. Yet you, you got to win some big non-conference games – but in league, there's not a ton of games that come to you that you got to win. BYU's going to have too many good games in the WCC. It's how many can they win? Can they go 500? I'm telling you, the standard changes. Gideon helps with this of at least the transition to next year. He's not a Big 12 guy because yes. he's got the one extra yep. year, the COVID year. Gideon George doesn't have a chance for this fifth year, by the way, without COVID. But um, 
Yeah, he contributes. D- does it change the entire narrative of what's going on? Not necessarily, because to me, Caleb Lohner uh, was a huge loss. Chris Burge is probably the biggest loss when you talk impact on the program. But it, it certainly helps to have him back. And when he says, finish what we started, what I think he means is, let's go to the tourney and let's win a game. Because they went two years ago, didn't win the game, um, and this team is hoping that they can get good enough pieces to be able to go back to the NCAA tournament. Well, and, and like you said, Gideon is not going to be one of the BYU players that plays in the Big 12. So what he can help do this year is help be part of that team that is in preparation for. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not going out trying to win. Certainly, that's what you're they trying to do. They want to make the tournament. Absolutely, 100%. Sure. So he can be part of this team that sort of sets the tone for this year and moving forward. So it's nice to have him back. But, you know, but we st- BYU's needs still haven't changed. You right. still need a point guard, and you still need a five. And so obviously Gideon is neither a one or a five. So that from that part of it, the narrative doesn't change because you still need to go out and find those players. But it, there, there's no downside whatsoever to having Gideon George come back and be a part of this team next year. None whatsoever. More Gideon George scoring on Justin Bean highlights, please. <laughs> Our question of the day, how does Gideon George returning change the narrative for BYU basketball? Let's hear from you in Voice of the Nation. This is... The Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At TX Colonel on Twitter, excitement upgrade, worry partially mitigated, solidify the core to build around, more shoes. Yeah. More shoes is right. Uh, at Lawless Republic, it provides depth and support for the young players. Instead of having the weight of the team on their shoulders, these players can lean a bit on George. And yeah, he's one of several seniors on this team. I'm hoping BYU doesn't go and just grab a bunch of grad transfers. Because, again, that's not prepping for the Big 12. And I don't think they will. I wouldn't mind a grad transfer. Sure. A Tijon Lucas, a Matt Harms, a Brandon Averett type that are starter impact totally. But hopefully there's a couple of guys that are going to be here into the Big 12 where you can build off that. And certainly it isn't like BYU won't be ready for the Big 12. They don't do it now. Obviously they have years to do this. Uh, And even next year. Uh, but let's go, man. The Big 12 is around the corner, and that's going to be a, a fun a fun time. Continue to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, could Zach Wilson be moving west? Mm, like west in the Salt Lake County in the office? No? Mm. And Tyler Algier joins us to chat about where he thinks he'll be drafted next week. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. There's my guy Cy right there. Baseball looks to make it two in a row over San Diego tonight at Miller Park. Watch the game at 8 Eastern on BYU TV in the app, obviously weather permitting. Uh, Cy was born and they were like, what sport should you play? I think it should be tennis. Uh, no, Cy, you got to be a pitcher too. Like, Absolutely. Come on, man. We're live in uh, Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. He is Jason Shepard. I am Jerem Jordan. Earlier this week, Spencer and I had Tyler Algier in studio a week out from the NFL draft. lot to discuss with him. Here's our conversation. Tyler, wonderful to have you with us in Studio B. As you uh, approach the NFL draft, I mean, we're, we're talking about your life changing in essentially a week's worth of time. What are your emotions like as you approach NFL draft week and the days that lead up to that? Yeah, I'll say more anxious than anything. More anxious, you know, trying just trying to see what team what team ends up picking me up and just uh just doing what I do there. 
Okay, walk us through what you've been going through the last couple months as, as you've gotten ready. So season ends, and then you start training for the combine, right? Yeah. Where, where'd you go? What'd you do? Yeah, so I was training at Proactive up in Thousand Oaks, California. Trained there until combine and then trained there a little bit until pro day. And then after pro day, just been training here with our stream stuff, just getting us right. The trip to Indianapolis certainly was uh, a big one and cool to be invited. How was that experience? Yeah, it was a grateful experience, you know, grateful and thankful, you know, just uh, being invited and just do my thing there. You know, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. A lot of pressure, a lot of pressure, a lot of sleeps. It's nice and all that. But just uh, it was more pressure to see what you do under the lights yeah. with everybody watching. But, you know, I thought they're pretty well there. So Walk me through the moment before you run your 40 there. What's going through your mind when you know that the bright lights are on? But it's like... It just feels super quiet in there. Like, what's yeah. that like? Yeah, honestly, it was like everything's quiet. Like, everyone's like, shh, shh. Like, just like, so everything's, everyone's waiting for you to run 40. And then, like, you look up in the screen and they don't even show your time. So, like, everyone's looking up, seeing if they'll show your time, but you have no clue. You have no clue. So, that's why you have to go to your phone and then see, like, <laughs> what, what you're actually doing. But I, they did a James Conner similarity when they saw and then it said like four six some then i was like oh shoot so that's i, I kind of knew because they did the comparison but yeah no one else really kind of knows i guess were you okay with the james connor comparison and how'd you feel about four six yeah he was yeah you know james connor that's that's a pretty good, good yeah no exactly you know i respect his game and four six you know it was a four six flat official so you know i was i was good about it especially with the way that i was at but, you know i was i felt fine about it debating on whether or not to run it at the pro day, but it was more of a business decision. Sure, well, sure. What went into that business decision? Um, shoot, just being fine with the 4.6 flat, I would say. And you've been recorded faster, but you talked about at this weight. So what, what uh, goes into that decision of like, well, I'm, you're a bigger back, right? Yeah. If you shed 20 pounds, hey, maybe you shed some time off that, right? Yeah, no, exactly. But you're a yeah. bigger back. Yeah, just a few extra added pounds, I guess. Shoot, who knows? Tyler Algier is with us on BYU Sports Nation. It's, it's muscle weight, right? Yeah, oh, come on now. I, I, I like to think so, shoot. It's, it's muscle like, weight. like this. <laughs> what did you learn from not just the combine and pro day in terms of feedback? Like what did experts, scouts, your agent tell you to focus on as you lead up to the draft after you heard the feedback from the pro day and from the combine? Yeah, I think mostly it was just uh, routes. Just route, route catching and all that, doing that in pro day, doing that in pro day, and then especially the combine, caught everything combine, and then it dropped that one pass on pro day. But I was already doing a lot. Then they were just like, yeah, you, you've shown enough. Like, you're good. Like, you're good. So hopefully that put a lot of film showing that I can do. Like, I'm, I can be a three-down back. You know, I can pass protect. Obviously, I can run the ball and then possibly be a threat in the pass game. How nervous are you are in, the, are you in those situations? Because... Yes, you have all the film, and that's what matters most. But also, you want to prove yourself in person to these people. Yeah, me being grateful, shoot, I, I was able to kind of feel all that pressure during the combine. So, like, pro day, it was, like, pretty – I wouldn't say it was easy, but, like, I got used to it yeah. because it was way more pressure at the combine. But, obviously, all these scouts are – there was, like, almost, like – 29 out of like 32 teams something like that up at the con or about pro day so like you still have to perform and like just having just feeling that pressure i was able to do pretty well clearly a lot of nfl teams are interested in you and your skill set and we hear a lot about the running back that had the most yards after contact since 2021 or whatever i mean uh, you are a physical back but which teams are showing the most interest in picking up a physical back like tyler algier 
Honestly, I couldn't, really, I couldn't even really tell you. I've been talking to a lot of teams, shoot. Fantastic. The more yeah. the merrier. No, I know, shoot. Yeah, it's been crazy. No, it's been a great experience, you know, talking to a lot of teams, just making to a lot of the relationships, especially with the running back coaches and stuff. You know, just kind of like just putting my name out there. Like I made a couple connections. Like it was like if even if we don't even draft you, like I'd love to or like just like keep my number down, whatever questions you have. Like I think just those connections will go pretty vital into my future. Depending on, I'm feeling excitement for you right now. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> feel, I'm feeling that right and, now. And we've seen what you've talked about play out before, where teams will evaluate you, really like you, and maybe they're not the one that picks you, but later down the road they'll be like, "We really like this guy in the draft. We want to bring him to our team on that maybe second deal or whatever." That was yeah. a Kyle no, Van Noy exactly. situation, right? right? Yes, um, I want to say that uh, that happened with Taysom Hill at the Saints. Perhaps. There you go. So yeah, this okay. is a very impressionable time, right? Yeah, no, um, exactly. Has it been fun? Has this been a fun situation, or is it, or is it stressful? Some combination, maybe. No, I'll say a little combination of it, but no, it's more fun. Like just enjoying the moment, literally, because yeah. this is probably the most funnest time you can ever have. Especially just going through this whole process, feeling all this anxiety, feeling all of this mm -hmm. pressure, and then end up actually performing well. And just now, it's just inter finishing interviews, and only time will tell until where everyone, or even me, will go. A few months ago, I was staring at a picture of you and some family as you signed your preferred walk-on sheet to come to BYU. Very low-key. And I'm thinking, what in the world is going on in Tyler Algier's mind in that moment compared to where you are now? So what, what did you tell yourself when you came to BYU as a largely under-the-radar guy, and now here you are? What, what was happening in those initial moments of, of you pursuing your career and, and the dream that was in your mind at that time? Honestly, humble beginnings, shoot. You know, my mom looked at me when we signed the thing. It was like, you sure you want to do this? Like, if you want to do it, we can fork out the money. We can do all of that. Like, as long as you give 110%, then, like, we'll do it. We'll do it. I just said, yeah. And then that's when I knew I'll just put my head down and get to work. You know, we, a lot of trials and tribulations came into that, but just making the most out of every opportunity that I had just got me to where I am now. What would you say to walk on Tyler Algier in that moment? Like you now in your position, if you could give yourself advice five years ago, what would you say? Just keep trusting the process, I think. Yeah, just keep trusting the process and let everything, everything falls into place for a reason. At what point did you feel like, hey, I could actually make it to the NFL? Was it sometime in the 2020 mm. season? Honestly, I couldn't even tell you. I think, yeah, probably 2020 season, once I got, like, solidified as the running back, earned my scholarship and all that, kind of, like, rose, rose in from bottom to kind of, like, yeah. just made a name or, like, just finally got the opportunity, I would say, like, okay, now I can actually focus instead of just working my way up until now, I guess. And then 2021 really validated what you did in 2020 because 2020 was awesome, and then 21 it was like, all right, let's see it against seven power fives. No, you delivered, true. man. It was awesome. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. Tyler Algier is on BYU Sports Nation. I can think of a, a pinpointed moment in 2020 when I thought, yeah, he could be an NFL back. When you were running away from everybody at <laughs> Boise State and there wasn't like another player within the television screen, it was pretty clear that uh, some things were, were developing for you. Um, what, what's the best advice you've received from Harvey Unga and some of the other teammates that have made the jump to the NFL and have been through what you're going through right now? Yeah, you know, they're all proud of me. They're all proud of me, proud of what? what I've became, what I've become and all that, you know, especially coming from like preferred walk on to coming up, coming up and just taking the, or like taking the starting job and all that. But it was more, more just trust the process. Like keep trusting the process, you know, like 
this is the this is like the foundation. Like we we gave you the foundation. Now it's just perform to that next level, getting the getting uh, getting the playbook down. Like the faster you learn the playbook, the faster you're on the field. And that's exactly how it was in college, obviously. So in terms of fit, and that's always the conversation with like, okay, for you to succeed at the next level, it's got to be a great fit where they value what your skill set is. Is there a certain type of offense where you think you would fit best? Hmm. Honestly, I was. I, I can I can tell you, yeah, no clue actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. feels like BYU runs a similar offense to the Niners. Oh, like the wide, like the wide. Yeah, zone and like and all the that. Jets, okay. like do that right. Okay. Like, like is there a certain you know setup or or you know yep zone reads or whatever like. Yeah, um, I would say like some wide zone, mid zone, or but I I can personally excel in any offensive scheme that I'm putting. So I like that confidence. Yeah. yeah so yeah. what like whatever the team needs, like I'm able to perform and do it. Have you thought about potentially teaming up with uh, any number of uh, your former teammates that are now in the NFL? Because the idea of that is fun, but have you yeah. thought, have you given that much thought? I honestly haven't. I honestly haven't because, like, shoot, there's 32 teams. There's, what, like five five players in different locations possibly? Yeah. There's Maybe. A, there's a bunch, yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch. Yeah, like, yeah. There's, like, five, ten, something like, like that. Like, what if the – Jets grabbed you, or the Panthers, and you're running behind mm. Brady, or Zach's handing off to you, or whatever. That's true. No, it'd be crazy. It'd be fun. No, it'd be fun. Cool. It'd be fun, man. That'd be cool. <laughs> um, do you do you care? Obviously, there's like more money the higher up, right? But like, do you care uh, what round you're in, or you know what what team or what area of the country? Like, what do you value in this process of what team picks you? Yeah, honestly, just put getting that getting that foot in, foot in the door, and then just putting my head down like I did here, and just getting to work. Really. What are you mentally preparing for on draft day in terms of where you are expecting to get drafted, whether it's somewhere in the second or as late as the fifth? What are you preparing for? Shoot, middle, third, or towards the middle, like third, fourth, latest fifth is what I've been hearing. So, but, you know, you, you never know. You can you can end up having, like, good conversations with one team and then they pick you early or have a, have thinking they'll pick you early then picking picking you late so you really you really never know you can see all these like media outlets saying you're gonna go here you're gonna go here but you you really never know and and sometimes a team that never even talked to you will pick you that's no. the weird thing we've heard exactly. over the years it's like what you didn't even <laughs> we didn't even chat wasn't that that way for brady christensen kind of with the panthers i can't remember is that what it was yeah where they He's didn't like it's chat the panthers and his whole family was like what he said someone said packers he goes no panthers yeah but dude the opportunity to play in the nfl um at, at some point when you were little was that the goal yeah like, when you started playing when you were young no yeah shoot once because i played played when i was seven took a break when i was eight then like finally got back into it when i was nine and then loved it ever since you know like i want to strive for this first it was actually good for like obviously that's the goal but at first was getting to college getting it paid for and then now my next goal was the nfl and now after that once i make it to the nfl then just strive for more have you have you uh, gone back and thought about how amazing last year was? The most rushing yards in a single season in BYU history, like that was unbelievable, man. No, nah, thank you. No, nah, it was all all up to the O line, man. Yeah, they got me to where I was, to where I was. So all the all my success goes to them. You have Great to take them. them out. To yeah, din dinner's on Tyler, right after oh, draft day. Oh, for like sure. When a, I come back, best believe. Yeah, when you get a bigger check, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> how much uh, attention are you giving to what's coming back next year for BYU football? Because, I mean, these are all your former teammates. Speaking of the offensive line, they look really good. What do you think of what BYU is capable of from what you've seen in the upcoming season? Yeah, I believe they can do 
they could do not only better, but or even even better this year, especially with their schedule. Their schedule's tough. Schedule's tough here. It's almost I would say close to matching this year, but maybe a little tougher. I don't sure. I don't know. I, I need to. We've been debating as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But I think the offense has everyone back. Has everyone back? Chris Brooks is a great add-on. We got a, a lot of depth in the running back room to see who wins that starting job. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see that. You know, we have all the pieces on the offense now. It's just putting it all together and just balling out and doing what they do. You mentioned, uh, you know, like NFL Network or someone at the Combine compared you to James Conner. Do you have another comp or, or players that you like that you've patterned your game after hmm. in the NFL? Depends, past or present. Both. Either or, yeah. Both. Either or, yeah. So I always watched uh, Marshawn Lynch, Beast Mode right there. Oh, I love it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Now on, you're now. talking Jeremy's language. Hey, hey. Skittles before? Oh, no. I, can, I can't be eating candy before. That's, <laughs> see, see, that's During crazy. The game? Yeah. No, exactly. And then uh, currently is Nick Chubb for Cleveland Browns. Nick yeah. Chubb. That's uh, a great one as well. No, yeah, he's a beast. Respect oh, his game as well. It wasn't too long ago that Jeremy and I were discussing the lack of skilled players from BYU in the NFL. That rhetoric has totally changed. Yes, it's very exciting to have. Tyson Williams, Jamal Williams, Zach, Zach and Wilson, Dax, and, Dax yep. Milne. Like, there are so many like skill position players Jamal, in the NFL of course, now. Yep. Yeah, what, what do you think about all of that? Joining the ranks of even specifically the running backs, of being a third running back from BYU in the league along with Jamal Williams and Tyson Williams. Damn, you know, you know especially, especially Tyson, you know, especially playing with him as well. Yeah. You know, he put his head down, especially coming off his injury, and he put his head down and got to work. I respect his game so much because he – no, Tyson's a dog, and then Jamal as well. You know, Fontana, Nave, and all that. That's right. Keeping contact with those two guys as well. But you know, it's just just an honor. Shoot, you know, a lot of hard, like hard work really pays off, and I think you just can't get comfortable. You just got to keep going. Shout out to Sione Takitaki from Fontana as well. Oh, and we yeah. forgot tight end Taysom Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever position he. Is. Whatever he is, yeah, he's the exactly. Taysom Hill position. Yeah, exactly. Let's just create the new position yeah, for him. Tyler, congratulations on everything. Uh, we know how busy you are and, and what a crazy schedule you have in the upcoming week. But we thank you for hanging out with us. We know BYU fans are excited to hear from you. So thanks for the time. I appreciate you guys. Okay, Tyler Algier in studio earlier this week. I'm so excited to see where he goes because he's going to be a real asset to whoever drafts him. Look, we've seen, and one of the things that we saw at BYU was his durability. And to be as physical a back as he is, with the speed on top of it, to be able to be as durable and when needed, he was always available, that's something that uh, – that Teams at the next level, that's exactly what they're looking for. And, and I like what he said. And we see this, whether it's the NBA draft, whether it's the NFL draft, it's all about fit. Certainly you want to go as high as you can because there's an ego factor involved and you want to get drafted as high as you can. But going to a great fit, that's what will give you the longevity if you go to a really good situation. Absolutely. So we look forward to that. The NFL so go draft. to Kansas City with the Chiefs. <laughs> or Seattle. Let's go. Although we don't need a running back right now. We kind of need everything, but uh, yeah. Okay, good stuff with Tyler. All right, coming up, Colin Chandler is repping the Y, the USA, and the church, and he's going to join us in Studio B coming up. And would we like a uh, mock trade that's out there with Zach Wilson to the Cardinals? Wait, is Spencer getting traded too? That's uh, Yeah. Would Spencer go with him? This is Joey Sports Nation. He's with a Spencer to be named later. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Marisk, enabling global trade for a growing world. He is Jason. I'm Jerem. This is BYU Sports Nation. Interact with the show throughout the day. Get uh, what we think is uh, somewhere between mediocre to amazing content. Follow us on our social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Let's whip it. 
Food Web Round is presented by Marisk, your integrated container logistics company enabling global trade for a growing world. Okay, ESPN's Bill Barnwell proposed an NFL trade that would include Zach Wilson uh, to Arizona for Kyler Murray. Whoa. There's some picks involved as well. Yeah. Uh, would you be down with uh, Zach Wilson going to the Arizona Cardinals? I'd be, yes, even though he's in the same division as the Seahawks, but I'd get to see him twice Let's, a year, right? Your, your Seahawks are toast. I'm sorry. <laughs> This they, year they, they are. They traded yes. away Russell Wilson. Yes, this year they are. Um, <laughs> but we have Drew Locke! Uh, no, anywhere but the Jets would be great in my opinion. I'm still not a believer that the Jets are going to do anything that matters. I love Zach. I want him to overcome said Jets. But I would be totally down with this because I think Cliff Kingsbury and Arizona have a really talented offensive roster. Yeah, and that's why it would be – It would first of all, it would be great to have him on a team that around him is significantly better. You're yes. going to win immediately. But it would also be cool to have him out west and closer, closer to BYU. There's a few BYU fans in the Valley there. Just a couple. The USA women's national soccer team will play at Rio Tinto in Salt Lake on June 28th. How many goals will Ashley Hatch score in this game? Oh, I'm. A, you know what? I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to say two. Ooh. Getting one is, we've already seen that. They're going to play her a bunch. Yeah, they're going to give her an opportunity to play as she she well deserves. She has played in one game for the U.S. at Rio Tinto before. Yes. It might have been two, but it was sort of like a just in the 88th minute kind of deal. That's not the case anymore. She's like a starter on this team. I'm going to say two. Yeah. Okay, let's go. All right, BYU baseball scores 11 runs last night in the victory. Will they account for 11 more tonight or combined uh, and, and combined with tomorrow's game as well? Yes, yes. They're going to put up some runs. If you can go against San Diego's ace and put up 11, yeah. you can certainly do it against two and three. Well, the thing about last night was BYU was down 2 nothing, and then just exploded and put San Diego in the rearview mirror very quickly. The bats are heating up. I, I, getting 11 combined today and tomorrow, or if, if it's a doubleheader tomorrow, no either way, that is not going to be a problem. Ain't no thing. And the fact that uh, BYU Baseball won a game that wasn't decided by one was notable as well, Ship. <laughs> Video surfaced yesterday of Mike Tyson punching a guy who was harassing him on an airplane. If you found yourself uh, next to Iron Mike on a plane, how would you act, Chef? Okay, here's what I know. I would not act like the guy that got punched in the face acted. I would not. Everybody's be... got a plan Wait, here... until they get punched so, in the face. Here's the thing. I I don't know what that guy was thinking, but normally when somebody punches somebody else, the person who threw the punch is the one that gets all the flack. That is not the case here. The guy that got punched is getting all the flack, and it feels like it's rightly deserved. I am not, I am sitting, hello, Mr. Tyson, it is great to see you, I'm a big fan, thank you, and then I'm going to sit and watch my movies for the rest of the flight. I then hand him anything in my possession and say, would you like more pretzels? Yes! Can I get you a Can drink? I get you anything? Would you like me to tattoo the other side of your face? I'm happy to do this. <laughs> do you need another tiger, Mike? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. All right. All right, coming up, uh, advice to graduates and uh, us all from Dennis Pitta. And big-time Hoops signee Colin Chandler's in studio. What's up, Colin, to talk there about his mission call, going to the Final Four and playing in the Nike Hoop Summit. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Baseball hosting San Diego tonight at Miller Park. You can listen to the game on the BYU Radio app, 8 Eastern, with Greg Rubel. Check it out tonight. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, live from Studio B. It's now our privilege to welcome, for the second time on the show, first time in studio ever, one of many visits we're going to have with Colin Chandler, 
the highest signee in BYU history, according to ESPN rankings. Colin, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. Just good to be here. Great to have you, man. Uh, busy times for you. Uh, somehow you're navigating high school, but also uh, you've been you've been busy with a mission call, the Nike Hoops Summit. You went to the Final Four and yep. competed. So uh, what's life like right now? It's an exciting time. It's, it's slowing down though, for sure. It's it's been a busy last month, but it's slowing down. How do you balance all this stuff? Because I mean, obviously, this is. I mean, you have so much going on. You're getting ready to go into the MTC soon. You go in July, July, like towards the end of July, right? Yep. So I mean, how do you balance all this? Uh, just, just enjoying the time. Not going to be another time like this, like quite like this. So I'm just, just enjoying it one step at a time. Okay. Tell us about, uh, your mission call, what it was like to open that and remind the people where you're going. So I got called to the Sierra Leone Freetown mission. So yeah, I, I opened it and embarrassingly, I didn't really know where it was. So I, I had to look <laughs> it up. That's but okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just super excited. I've talked to a bunch of missionaries who are either there or um, gotten back so and they all loved it and and they're excited for me so I'm, I'm just excited to go and, and experience it and it is an english-speaking country is that correct yeah it says english on my mission call but they they call it creole there so it's it's like super broken not the same english so i'm i'm still trying to trying to pick up the little things well you said so you've been watching like some yeah. youtube videos yeah, on i've been it, right? watching youtube like tutorials on like little different greetings i i'm still really lost <laughs> trust me when you get in the mission field you'll still be lost yeah uh, it'll take a sec but you'll learn it and you'll come home with a funny accent yeah. regardless it'll be awesome <laughs> We're talking to colin chandler on BYU sports nation so mission call you leave in july you mentioned yep okay. i start home mtc july 25th awesome so. and then uh get home before the season in two years that's yep. uh, good timing yeah absolutely okay so what else have you been up to because we talked about you actually went to the final four and played in a tournament yeah i played in a, a little event there it was just yeah. a, just a game that we played and then we we just stayed in in new orleans with the with the whole environment we stayed in the villanova hotel with them so it was it was cool to have all those fans there. It was a cool environment. In Jay Wright's last uh, season. Yeah, as it turns uh, out. Yeah. 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 Cool. yeah. So let's let's ask you this, since you were talking about uh, going to the Final Four. The last two NCAA champions have come out of the Big 12, and obviously when you come back, BYU is going to be in the Big 12. How excited are you to play in this league? I'm so excited. I mean, it's it's the best league in the country, so we're we're putting the pieces together, and I'm I'm just excited to compete against those guys. They, it's not going to be one easy night out there. Every night's going to be a battle. So, and in the current, obviously, there's a lot of news surrounding BYU basketball the last week or so. How close you pay attention to all this? Um, I mean, this is this is my new home, so I pay pay attention to it. But it, you know. There's a lot of things happening, but I think there's a lot of things happening with, with every program in America. It's just how, how college basketball is, is, is going in the future. So it's happening everywhere, but knowing Mark Pope, we're, we're going to come back stronger. You have a big smile when you mention Mark Pope. <laughs> yep. I think we yep. all do, right, when we think about what Mark's doing with the program. Yep, yep. That's, that's who we put our faith in. That's, that's the guy. So he's, he's going to bring guys in. We're you're going to be better. What does excite you about the future of this program? Obviously, we talked about going into the new conference, but there, there's a lot of excitement about the program moving forward. Yeah, well, I think with the, with the Big 12 news, it's going to attract a different kind of basketball players, the, the people who want to play against the, the best players and people who are highly competitive. So that's, that's what's exciting is, is we're going to get guys who want to play in the Big 12. 
Let's talk about the uh, Nike Hoop Summit. This was cool. I saw some videos on uh, you know Instagram, and I was DMing you like, dude, tell me about this. So yep. it was in Portland, right? Yep. And uh, what, you're wearing the USA jersey. There's there's some dunk that goes viral that yeah. you threw down. Tell yep. us about that. Yeah. So I, I went and I was on the I was on the scrimmage squad. So we went and scrimmaged the world team and then Team USA before they played each other. So this was just in a in a practice game, and I tried I tried one earlier in the scrimmage. It didn't really get, didn't get it to go, but so I was I was I was looking for one, so I got the opportunity and just went at it. <laughs> That's amazing, dude. Yep. Uh, what, what's the reaction been to this video? Because I know I saw some uh, Sports Center account posted it. Yep, yep, Sports Center next. Yeah, so it's it's going around. I posted it on Twitter. It's, it's it's getting a lot of views and replies. So that's that's cool to see. Look, when you're getting invites to the Nike Hoop Summit, you're you're one of the elite basketball yep. players in the country. What's it like to be involved in that and go up against that type of competition? Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. I played like team the team USA that we played. I played against most most all of those guys, but it's not while they're all together. Like it was it's a good squad. It was it was fun to play against them. It was super high level talent, so it was it was a cool opportunity. What do you learn from an experience like that? Um, you just learn what you're going to be up against in college. I mean, everyone's, everyone's so big and long, the lanes close so fast. So it was, it was cool. You had to adjust to that, but it was, it was just fun. What are the perceptions you fight as a guy who's in the top 30, but when people kind of see like, uh, you know, your height, weight and where you're from, they may think a certain thing about you. But then when you throw down on them, they may think a different thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Once once you do it the first couple of times and your name kind of gets around, people sort of know. But yeah, like in the Adidas circuit this this year, we didn't we didn't have the most like athletic team, maybe not the most talented, but people definitely came in sleeping on us. So that kind of gave us an advantage against a lot of these teams. We ended up making to the final four in Adidas. We had a we had a good squad, played together. It was it was a fun time. And how about you individually in terms of your game and what you hope to accomplish in your career? Yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully, you get to get to play against those guys at a high level, and and that's that's the goal as a basketball player and a competitor is I, I want to come out every day and and prove that I'm better than all the guys that are on the court. We obviously talked about at the beginning of the interview everything that's happening over the the next you know couple of months. What's What's the next couple of weeks, the next month look like for you as, as you kind of prepare for all of this? Yeah, well, with the mission, and I, I think I'm playing in like one more event in Vegas, just still playing basketball. Um, yeah, but it, it's like once you have like an end, like a date of when you're going to leave for your mission, it kind of gets where you're like kind of getting antsy to go. So I'm just like counting down, waiting, waiting to start. So I, I know there are some missionaries that who are also athletes. Some kind of go out with the mindset, you know what? When I go out for my two years, I'm, I'm putting that 100% aside. There's some like, I've got to find my time to either throw the football or go out and find a basketball court. Do you have any ideas on kind of how you're going to handle that? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know about like, like weight stuff. I know that, that people want you on your mission to like stay in shape and stuff. I don't know how much access I'm going to have. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. You got to get up early. You got to have a companion. So that I'll try to figure that out. I I know one missionary that plays basketball there. He found a found a court and plays with some of the locals. So 
I, I'm hoping I can find a spot like that and maybe play with, with some of the locals. So You can go maybe get it early up in the morning. You know, obviously you're supposed to read your scriptures in the morning. Yep. So you get up early, maybe put the AirPods in with the uh, with the scriptures in the audio version. <laughs> Hooping while you're listening. I mean, you can, you can yeah. multitask your Yeah, Kyle. that's ideal. Yeah. And, and maybe you use it as a, a, a tool to hang out with people and yep. relate to people. Yeah, no, for sure. Right? I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of ways to, to connect with the people there too. So yeah. with, and, through basketball. And maybe you find the next uh, Gideon George. And yeah. Tiki Ali Atiki. Yep. Like Ziggy, Ziggy Ansah, are you familiar with Ziggy? He played football at BYU, fifth pick in the draft in 2012. He was baptized in Ghana, came to BYU, walked onto the football team, fifth pick in the NFL draft. Yeah. yeah. Maybe in Sierra Leone you find the next yeah. uh, Who knows? great BYU player. Yep. Who knows? We're talking to Colin Chandler on BYU Sports Nation. Dude, are, are you 18? Is that how old you are? I did. I turned 18 in February. Congratulations. Happy Thank birthday. you. Uh, you seem super mature for an 18-year-old. Like, where do you? Where does this come from? Is it your parents? Like, where? Where is? Uh, I I don't know. I don't. I don't really know where that comes from. Um, but yeah, I like interview questions. I feel like I've been been kind of interviewed for the last like year and a half. So I've got a little bit of practice with answering questions. But yeah. Do you enjoy this part of it? Because obviously, you know, being in the position you are. You're going to have a lot of people like us asking for interviews and the spotlight's going to be on you. How comfortable are you with that? Yeah, no, it's it's just fun. It's it's not it's a cool opportunity to be have that opportunity to have people want to ask you questions, want to learn more about you. So, you know, just just staying humble about it, you know, it's 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 a cool time. Are you an active recruiter for BYU as well right now? It feels like you're this this promoter of the program. Yeah, yeah, I, I work. I'm working on it, but especially <laughs> when I get back, it'll I'll, yeah. I'll go more into it because it's hard to recruit people and be like, hey, come to BYU, but I'm not going to be there for the first two years. Yeah, but, exactly. You know, when I get back, I'll I'll hit it hard. And uh, like you talked about the guys, uh, you know, in your grade, it's like some of those dudes will actually be in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. That's, when you get back, that's right? just crazy. Which about is it. crazy. Like, sometimes maybe I won't have the opportunity to play against this dude because they won't be in college still. But yep. The, so right now you ID the sophomores turning juniors. Like I'll see you <laughs> yeah. in two. Exactly. That's what's Start happening. So trash, now yeah. I, I don't know if we're going to have a chance to be able to talk to you before you go into the MTC. So have you? Because like for all of us that have gone on missions, you, you kind of think, all right, what's what's the last place I'm going to go eat before I go into the MTC? Do you have that planned out? Like what, what's going to be? I'm going to call it the last meal because that sounds, that sounds horrible. <laughs> but you yeah, know what I mean. The, go ahead and call it the last supper. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, like if you, if you figured out like this is what this is the last place I want to go before I go into the MTC? Uh, it'll probably be Chick-fil-A. Just, I'm, nice. I'm getting all my Chick-fil-A <laughs> nice. runs in before because I know I'm going to miss it. Colin's trying to get an NIL deal in high school right <laughs> now. Pickles on? Do you keep the pickles on or is it Pick, no pickles? Pickles off. Oh, oh pickles okay. off! Okay. Yeah. okay. Yep. I went to Taco Bell the first meal after. I was like, I haven't had Taco Bell in two years. What was your before? Right. Mine was Sizzler. I don't, I went to the Sizzler before. Sizzler? <laughs> yeah. Nice. I'm just checking to see if we have a deal with them or not. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> Colin, we appreciate the time. During the break, we'll have you sign the flag if that's all right. Awesome. Okay. Yep. Thanks for coming in, man. Yeah, thanks Good for luck having in, me. Good uh, luck in West Africa. That'll Thank be awesome. You. Coming up, what uh, is our elite voice of the day? We'll get it to you. And we make time for Dennis. In our rise and <laughs> shout out. It's Well, now Finally. that he's graduated, we can. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand. 
via the free BYU TV and BYU radio app. You brought up a fantastic point. Because uh, Colin Dead. is in the studio, uh, normally we move over. Yeah. And we'd gone through the entire break, and I was still sitting so close. Sitting and Jer- like right here. Jer- Jer- Jerem's like, you going to stay sitting there? You going to sit this close? <laughs> get, get, get away. <laughs> so luckily we were not on camera as I yeah. moved everything down. I was hoping you have a little bell and just say, unclean. <laughs> Download the pod as well. Yes, yeah. Just Google BYU Sports just, Nation podcast. Just, just bing it. Don't forget, subscribe, rate, and review, as long as you don't sit too close to Jeremy, apparently. Yeah, well, it's it's mainly the smell. Our question <laughs> of the day. How does Gideon George returning change the narrative for BYU basketball? Uh, we've got uh, Elliot Brown on Twitter. I'd rather have Gideon back than a grad or one-year transfer at the same position, especially if he plays like he did at the end of the season. He was playing really well. Yeah. He knows the system will help incoming transfers and RMs to acclimate. I also like who Gideon is. Like, obviously, personalities matter to us in the sort of journey of the season. Winning is what matters the most. Uh, but I would like the people to be enjoyable, and yes. Gideon's an enjoyable dude. Well, and let's let's not forget having people like Gideon George representing BYU. Is, is extremely positive. Yes. Because this is a guy that is as completely selfless as you can possibly get. He talks about his charities, and we know the donations with the shoes. Yep. He, that, that is what Gideon is about, and to have somebody like that in the forefront 100%. representing the basketball program is great. More black athletes, more athletes of other faiths. I love it. Today's Rise and Shout Out, excuse me, our elite voice of the day, is presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, R.C. Steinman on Twitter. Whose narrative didn't change mine in Pope I Trust? Well, certainly there's a thought there that, hey, the program's crumbling. It's like, it's not crumbling. A couple guys are leaving. Certainly the loner one was big news. Gavin was a surprise. Chris was a surprise. But you want your assistance to be valued. Today's Rise and Shout Outs, presented by Mountain America, official credit union, BYU Athletics. To the BYU graduating athletes, and uh, you know what? Uh, they were uh, given a speech by one Dennis Pitta, and here's a soundbite yesterday. If I can instill anything in, in you young athletes who are going out into the world and starting the next chapter of your life, um, it, it's first that there's no substitute for hard work. You can accomplish a lot of things by simply working hard. I think you learned that from Joe Flacco. That wasn't something that Dennis actually did. <laughs> oh, but we, the show's not even over, <laughs> and the goodwill has worn off already. Yeah. Well, that was a long. That was almost an hour ago. It's, you still have the signed photo over there. Do I? Does it? Do you want it? Oh, oh boy, we're good. It's oh, back. We um, and, and along those lines, we do want to give a special rise and shout out to um, a, a BYU athlete who worked very hard. A lot of people know this athlete uh, professionally and from Arizona. From Arizona. It's Ashley Hatch, <laughs> who also graduated. Congratulations. Thanks to today's guests, Tyler Algier and Colin Champ. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always use hashtag BYUSN. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Michael Reed. See you tonight for BYU Baseball on BYU TV and the BYU Radio app, 80 Eastern Time, Game 2. Go Cougs! And congrats to Ashley.